Mm, so good this morning. Will you just pray with me? I want to continue this posture of worship this morning. Jesus, Jesus, we lift you up. Jesus, we lift you up. There is no amount of worship that we can give to put you in your proper place. Everything we do and say just falls short, but Lord, you are so good. And we are reminded of that this morning. And as we come to you this morning, with humble and grateful hearts. We're thankful that your word is true, that your promises are true, that your mercies are new every morning, and that a humble heart, a contrite spirit, you have yet to deny. And so, Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy broken and poured out for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as Micah mentioned, it is Worship and Communion uh, Sunday, and I have the privilege of being able to bring the word this morning, and, and really, I just want to focus uh, on, on one thing, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ broken and poured out for you and for me. That is the simple gospel. That is the source of our power. That is the place we place our hope. Many of you know Lou Engle. He is a uh, pastor and prophet uh, and intercessor who has been contending for causes that are close to the Lord's heart. Uh, And most notably, he's been contending and leading hundreds, if not thousands of people across the nation and really around the world to contend for this issue of life. I was first introduced to Lou Engle uh, back in 2002, Uh, when I was introduced to an event called The Call. Uh, And it was a sacred assembly, a solemn assembly, a fast, where we would gather together, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people would gather in stadiums, repenting and coming back to the Lord on behalf of our sin and the sins of our nation. Fast forward 20 plus years, and Roe versus Wade has been overturned, and we're seeing, um, yeah, praise God, we are seeing amazing things happen as a result of this contending and this persistent place of prayer. And if you know Lou, you know this motion, right? We know Lou loves to rock, and when he gets filled with, here's an old school word, the unction of the Holy Ghost, right? When he gets up under the power of the Lord, all he can do is just convulse. And Lou has recently put this out. I want to read this. This is Lou's latest call for the body of Christ. He's calling for a communion revival. This is what Lou writes. He says, as the earth shakes, where do we turn for our unshakable hope? In the midst of wars and rumors of wars, what is the antidote to the rage and accusation, the scoffing and bitterness that permeates every level of society? 
politics, religion, families. It seems everything in the earth is, it's, is tearing itself apart. All creation groans for redemption. 2,000 years ago, the Apostle John saw a future time of war in the heavens when the accuser of the brethren would finally be thrown down. In that unique time, salvation would break out across the whole planet. And what was the secret? What are the saints doing in this time? Scripture promises we will overcome, but only by the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 12, 11. And so Lou writes, it is time we return to the power of the cross and the blood of the Lamb. We dare to believe that God is restoring lost biblical truths while also releasing fresh new revelation to the church. Treasures both old and new, much of which centers around the mystery of communion. A great communion revival is beginning to baptize the people of God into the staggering triumph of Christ, healing hearts, awaking us to our place in the ancient cosmic war, and the releasing of waves of mercy to challenge the powers in every realm on earth as in heaven. I thought, how can I summarize that? How can I just take that and regurgitate it? And I thought, no, dummy, just read it. Those words are so good and they're so true and they're so right. And I believe even in my own spirit that there is this coming back to the beauty and the simplicity and the power of communion. And I love that we're a church that celebrates communion consistently. That it's not just a quarterly kind of thing or an afterthought. In fact, the church for centuries going all the way back to Christ, has at its core, at the center of its worship, and at the very pinnacle of what it's built on, has been centered around communion. Worship styles and songs change. Sometimes they have guitars, sometimes they don't. They have pianos, they have drums. I'm partial to the drums. Um, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't have any instrument other than your voice. Styles and methods and things change. But one thing that does not change at the center of Christian worship is coming back to the table to receive the broken body and the blood poured out. I want us to read this morning from Mark and this is Mark's account of the last, uh, the last Supper. And this is the night that Jesus was celebrating the Passover. It was the last time uh, with his disciples before he was crucified. And this is in Mark chapter 14. And we're just going to read quickly verses 22 through 25. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it. And gave it to his disciples saying, take it, this is my body. And then he took the cup, he gave thanks and offered it to them and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. I tell you the truth, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. There's a phrase that is repeated as Jesus is instituting this new ordinance, this new uh, sacrament in the church. 
And this phrase is, he gave thanks. Many people, when we think of communion, we think of the bread and the wine, or in our case, the cup with the juice and the styrofoam, whatever that is. Um, But this this first communion where Jesus was with his disciples, he took the Passover meal. And the Passover meal was a a ritual. It was a a, a feast that they celebrated year after year after year. And we're not going to get into all of the specifics, but everything had its symbol and everything had its meaning and everything was communicating God's truth of his love and his redemptive plan for his people. So Jesus took these elements that were once understood to mean one thing, And he took them and he lifted them high and he gave thanks for them. And in the Greek, the word is eucharistio. Everybody say eucharistio. It's a weird word. But many of you have heard the word eucharist, which is where this, our word eucharist comes from. And it's basically an English transliteration of the Greek word eucharistio, which is, if you break it down, you have two words. You have the first part, which is E-U, which is a prefix, U, and it means good or true. And then you have, on the other side, charistio, which is the root word charis, which is the word gift. So this is where we get the word charismatic, when we understand that we believe in the gifts and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. But here in this Eucharistio, Jesus takes and he breaks the bread, and as he does, he gives thanks as the true gift that it is, and he renames it and redefines it. It's no longer just a declaration of God's redemptive plan for the Israelites out of Egypt. Now he says, no, 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 this is my body. This is my blood, and now I'm redefining it for you. I am the one true gift who redeems you. I am the one true gift who restores you. And so in this breaking and in this pouring out flow new life, freedom, hope, joy, peace with God, wholeness in our bodies, all of these amazing new things that are available to us. And so he gives thanks as he does this. It can be translated the great thanksgiving or the good gift. You see, Jesus really is God's gift to the world. And he's God's gift to you and to me. And so this morning, the invitation is simple. The invitation is simply this. You don't have to clean yourself up to come to the table. Just come. You don't have to make yourself perfect in order to be worthy of his love. Just come. You don't have to be of right mind, of sound judgment. Maybe you're battling with mental health. Would you come? Maybe you're confused and maybe the things of this world have led you astray. Maybe you have backslidden from God. Hey, come to the table. God's gift is for you this morning. He's here. In some uh, traditions, they refer to the Eucharist as the host. They name the very bread and the wine the host. 
And it's really not that far of a jump because Jesus says, this is my body. This is my blood. This is me. And he is hosting and offering himself to us this morning. So I'm going to invite the ushers to come forward. And we're going to begin to uh, just pass the elements. One of the things that I love about communion, and I know I don't want to get caught up in semantics, but sometimes these words, they matter. And I don't like to take communion. I like to receive communion. Because the Lord is offering himself to us willingly. We don't come and take it from him. We don't snatch it from him. We don't uh, twist his arm or, you know, he's under no obligation. We simply receive as he offers. And so this morning, no matter where you find yourself, you are invited to come to the table and understand by coming to the table what you are saying. You are saying by coming to the table, Jesus Christ, son of God, I believe you are who you say you are. I believe that you are the one true gift from God, the Messiah, the perfect sacrifice, the perfect Passover lamb who was sacrificed in my place so that I might have life and life to the fullest. We reserve communion for those who have expressed faith in Christ. And so if you haven't crossed over that line of faith yet, maybe you're still trying to figure things out, we welcome you here. You're in the right place. But please just graciously allow the elements to pass by until you've gotten to that point where you can say with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. But scripture is clear that when we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, we are counted as saved, counted as sons of God and welcomed into the family. You don't have to be perfect. Isn't that good news? You don't have to have everything together. You don't have to have all the answers. None of us in here do. You don't have to have it all figured out. But we come to the table through faith. And if you share that faith, then would you join with us this morning and millennia's worth of Christians before who have tasted and have seen that the Lord is good. He is the true good gift. As the elements are being passed, we're just going to play some music quietly and allow you to softly reflect, and then I will come back and lead us in receiving the elements altogether.
there is a great mystery. in how the divine son of God could put on flesh and come walk in the dirt with his broken creation. There's a great mystery how the very power of the creator of the universe could be somehow contained in the wafer and the wine. It's not magic, but it is a mystery. We don't fully understand the power that is afforded to us when we come to the table. And Lord, I humbly admit, I have been guilty of not taking it serious enough. But Lord, thank you for your grace. Because favor isn't fair. God, thank you for your mercy that doesn't give us what we deserve, but gives us so much better. Thank you for the mystery of how somehow by you being broken and poured out, we could be made whole and be filled up. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense how you could willingly subject your body to be broken, to be shredded, so that somehow 2,000 years later, my body could instantaneously become healed and whole. What love is this? What love is this? that you would see beyond our frailties and our shortcomings and you would look on us with eyes of love and say, come to the table. Let's eat together. Let me pour myself out for you. Even Judas, come to the table. Dip your bread in the very cup that will be poured out for you. Jesus, you are so good. And we just want to lift you high this morning. You are worthy of every song. You are worthy of every praise. You are worthy of every single thing we could give to you, of our lives laid down and surrendered. Jesus, you're worthy of even more than that. You truly are worthy of it all. And so we say thank you. That's all we can do. It's just simply come to you and say thank you and receive Because this started, this originated in your head, in your heart. This is not our attempt to come to you, but this is your invitation calling us home. And so we receive this morning with thankful hearts. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had Eucharistioed, given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me.
And in the same way, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so this morning, by receiving the juice and the wafer, the bread and the wine, we are making declaration not just with our mouths, but with our lives. We are participating and stepping into this great plan of redemption, saying, Jesus, you have been broken and poured out so that I might be made whole and might be filled up. And so now, Lord Jesus, I, like you, want to offer myself to be broken and poured out so that the world may know how good you are. And so we declare with our mouths and with our lives the goodness of God, the true good gift of Jesus Christ. We want to invite our uh, ministry teams to come forward. We can't talk about the healing that's available and not give you an opportunity to receive. And so... Ministry teams are gonna come forward. And if you have any need whatsoever, it might be a need in your body, it might be a need in your life, in your heart, in your mind, emotional needs, anything, please come. The invitation this morning is to come. Please allow for these saints who are trained and equipped and empowered to minister to you the loving heart of your father who wants to see you made whole. And as we go, do we have anything, uh, any other words or anything? Okay, I guess Pastor Kurt's gonna come up. Blessings to you. Go with grateful hearts this morning. Reminded of God's good gift. I would just share, um, if you haven't prayed that prayer of salvation that Dee was talking about this morning, please come forward maybe you're a little confused or you don't know exactly how to do that we'd love to um, share how to do that it's it's mostly about the heart Uh, the lord you know had said many times it's not about uh, eloquent words or many words it's just about the sincerity of the heart and so if you're watching online this morning and maybe you don't know how to do that it would be something as simple as jesus i believe you died for me I believe the blood you shed uh, cleanses me of my sin. I ask that you wash me of my sin and become my Lord and Savior. If you pray a simple prayer like that, now you're a child of God and you're embarking on the most exciting journey that any uh, person could ever go on. Uh, I would encourage you to get a Bible, begin to read in the Gospels, and uh, the Lord will begin to speak to you through his word. Also, um, this morning, if you... you're a little uh, confused or maybe don't understand about the gifts of the Spirit, we'd love to pray for you uh, concerning the gifts that you would receive the fullness. Uh, When I uh, 
shared on December 31st, I was talking about how I believe this is the year that the Lord really wants to release the fullness of the Spirit upon our lives. And so we'd love to share that with you too and, and pray into that. Uh, the other thing, um, when we were, when Dee was sharing, I felt like the Lord said, broke back. Uh, so I'm guessing I, that's all I heard. Uh, there was an injury to your back, and I don't think it ever healed the way it was supposed to. So if that's you, please come get prayer this morning. Even if you've had prayer before, I just believe there's a special anointing this morning for that. If you're watching online, we just release healing in the name of Jesus over anybody that has uh, back issues or where you broke your back. And and the other thing was um, I heard uh, kneecap. So I whatever happened, that's all I heard. I, I, I'm guessing, um, and I know this is kind of strange, but it was like the kneecap was actually uh, uh, dissected. It broke actually in two somehow when you fell, I don't know the um, logistics with that, but uh, anyways, that's what I was sensing. So if that's you, once again, uh, please come let us pray over that. And I'm going to pray and dismiss those of you that need to go. And those of you that want to stay, there's no hurry to get out of here. We just love lingering in his presence. So Father, thank you for the greatest gift that was ever given, even as your word says, Father, that it was the undescribable gift, and and that is your son, the Lord Jesus, and we're so thankful for that gift that you gave us, the gift that just keeps on giving, gives us eternal life, and and gives us the fullness of life here uh, on this side of eternity. And so, Father, I just bless your people this morning as they go. I just ask that you release your favor. I ask that your face would shine upon your people. You'll keep us in your uh, perfect will. I ask for your angels to be released to protect us and watch over our lives. And God, use us uh, throughout this next week for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.